0: Evidence and answers. The late Mormon apologist and theologian, Bruce McConkie, wrote, "...Mormonism is Christianity. Christianity is Mormonism. They are one and the same. And they are not to be distinguished from each other in the minutest detail. Mormons are true Christians. Their worship is the pure, unadulterated Christianity, authored by Christ and accepted by Peter, James, John, and all the ancient saints." Are the teachings of Mormonism consistent with Biblical teachings? How close, or how wide, is the divide between Mormonism and Biblical Christianity? You're listening to Evidence and Answers with your host, Dr. Pat Zucran. Pat is an author, scholar, and teacher in the area of Christian apologetics, the defense of the Christian faith. Join Pat today as he gives a brief overview of the major differences between Mormonism and Christianity, and you decide whether the doctrines of Mormonism are consistent with biblical teachings, or if the differences are significantly great. This message and Pat's articles on Mormonism are available at evidenceandanswers.org. Let's join Pat now as he speaks on Mormonism and Christianity. How wide is the divide? James Talmadge, one of the
1: early apostles of the Mormon Church, wrote one of the most authoritative and well-known theological works of the Mormon Church, the Articles of Faith. And he says this, We are to understand that only resurrected and glorified beings can become parents of spirit offspring, and the spirits born to them in the eternal worlds will pass in due sequence through the several stages or states by which the glorified parents have attained exaltation. Now, I'm giving you a lot of quotes because a lot of... Christians will look at me and say this is not true. Where'd you get this from? No, I have Mormon friends. They don't believe these things. Well, read them these quotes that I just gave you and uh, discover what they'll say. There's clear difference between the God of Mormonism and the God of the Bible. In Mormonism, it teaches there are many gods, that God was once a man through his good life attained exaltation unto godhood. God is a body of flesh and bones, that God is married to a wife or many wives producing spirit babies to populate a new planet. What does the Bible teach? Well, Isaiah 44, 6, Thus says the Lord God, the King of Israel, I am the first and I am the last. Besides me, there is no God. What about the Mormon doctrine of Jesus? According to Mormon teachings, Jesus before the incarnation was the first spirit child born to the heavenly father Elohim and one of his spirit wives. Satan is the brother of Jesus And all human beings We were all also offspring Of God the Father and one of his wives And so we are all brothers and sisters Of Jesus Christ That's why Mormons will refer to Jesus As their elder brother In their book Gospel Through the Ages It states Jesus was man's spiritual brother But became God equal to the Father after his death, ascension, and exaltation. Once again, from the Gospel Principles, every person who was ever born on earth was our spirit brother or sister in heaven. The first spirit born to our heavenly parents was Jesus Christ. So we are of the same nature, not only as God the Father, but as of Jesus Christ as well. And as Jesus lived an exemplary life, and attain exaltation unto Godhood we may also do the same and one of the most complex and strange doctrines is the incarnation of Jesus Christ according to Mormon teaching God the Father came down inhabited a physical body had sexual relations with Mary to produce the physical body for Jesus Christ now Mormon doctrine Bruce McConkie writes, Christ was begotten by immortal father in the same way that mortal men are begotten by mortal fathers. Now that's one of the difficulties of this doctrine is this. If Mary is the spirit child of God the Father, and God the Father comes down physically and has sexual relations with Mary, what does that make it? A very uncomfortable doctrine. Therefore, Mormonism. Well, as you can see, the Mormon Jesus is not the Jesus of the Bible. In Mormonism, Jesus is a created being. There was a time he did not exist. He's the firstborn son of God the Father and one of his wives. That Jesus, through his good life, became a God, attained exaltation unto Godhood. And every person, including Satan, is the spirit brother of Jesus. Well, what does the Bible teach? The Bible teaches that in the beginning was the Word. At the origin, at the very beginning, the Word already was. Jesus was. He was already in existence. From eternity past, Jesus was the divine Son of God. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. John 3.16, For God so loved the world, He gave His one and only Son. There's only one Son of God. We're not equal to Jesus. We're created beings. Jesus is the eternal, divine Son of God. There's only one Son of God. What about the doctrine of salvation? Mormonism teaches that Christ's death atones for Adam's sin only. This allows for the resurrection of all mankind. However, salvation in its fullest sense, exaltation, unto the third heaven where men may attain godhood. Well, how does one attain exaltation? Well, that comes through good works. So Christ's death gets you in the door, gets you into the game. But in order to win the game, it's all by good works. To attain exaltation unto godhood, it's all by good works. So in Mormonism, the cross is not central. What's central then is? the organization, serving and obeying the ordinances of the church becomes central in your quest to attain exaltation unto Godhood. Therefore, Mormonism requires several things. Faith in Christ. This is from their work, from their particular work, the Gospel Principles. Salvation requires faith in Christ, repentance from sin, baptism by immersion in the Mormon Church, obedience to the teachings of the Church, and good works. That's what's required to attain exaltation unto Godhood. Bruce R. McConkie once again states in Mormon doctrine, by believing in the truth of salvation, repenting of his sins, and being baptized in water and spirit, the seeker after salvation places himself on a straight and narrow path which leads to eternal life. Thereafter, his progress upward is achieved by the performance of good works. You see, in Mormonism, there are three levels of heaven. The telestial, terrestrial, and celestial. The lowest level is telestial. That's where the vast majority of mankind is going. Those who've rejected Mormonism, those who did not live a good moral life, they'll end up there in the telestial realm. Only a very few will end up will will go to hell. They're called the sons of perdition. But the vast majority of mankind will end up in the celestial realm. The second level, the terrestrial realm. Good Christians will be there. Good Mormons who didn't quite make it to godhood will be there. Uh, Those who never got to hear the gospel but live good lives, they'll be in that second level. The third level is the level that all Mormons seek, the celestial kingdom. That is where they may attain exaltation unto godhood well how does one get to the celestial kingdom well it's all through good works through the organization so the mormon church becomes central then in the life of every mormon man and woman not the cross of jesus christ that gets you in the gate but to get to that top level requires good works in serving the organization therefore the gospel of mormonism is very different from the gospel presented by Jesus Christ and the apostles. In Mormonism, faith and good works is required to attain full exaltation. The Bible teaches what? For by grace you have been saved through faith and this not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of good works, so that no one can boast. The Bible does not teach there are three levels of heaven. The Bible teaches that we are saved by grace. It is a gift of of god and we receive it by faith in jesus christ not by good works well if you look at those three basic doctrines the doctrine of god the doctrine of christ and the doctrine of salvation you can see that mormonism differs significantly from christianity and they both can't be right at the same time because they contradict each other on very significant ways is there one god or are there many gods Can men become a God, or is there only, and will always only be one God? Are we the spirit brother of Jesus, or is Jesus the unique one and only divine Son of God? Is salvation by works, or by faith alone, not by good works? They both can't be right at the same time. Well, how do we witness to our Mormon friends and family members? Well, first you need to understand the strategy of Mormonism. First, they want to convince you that they are Christians, just like you. They're going to be very agreeable to all that you say. They're going to use Christian terminology. That's their goal, to convince you that they are Christians. I remember 25 years ago, I used to share with Mormons, and we'd open with the doctrine of God, and I said, we have very different understandings of the doctrine of God, don't we? And they'd come out and say, yes, we do. And they would defend their position. Well, today... They have a very different strategy. Now when you talk to a Mormon, you know, I remember 20 years ago sharing with Mormon missionaries, "Say you believe that there are many gods on you, that men can attain exaltation unto godhood. And the Mormons would look at each other and say, you ever heard of that? I've never heard of that. Where'd you get that from, Pat? And I'd be like, well, you know, I, I know that's a Mormon teaching. Never heard of it. Never heard of it. We're Christians like you. We believe there's only one God. Gordon Hinckley on Larry King Live. Larry King asked him right on national TV. Doesn't Mormonism teach that men can attain exaltation to godhood? And Gordon Hinckley looked at Larry King puzzled and said, I'm I'm not aware of any such teaching. You know, so they'll do all they can to convince you that they are Christians. They'll use Christian terms. So you need to define your terms very clearly. You worship God the Father, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Ghost. Who is God the Father? Okay. You worship Jesus Christ, who is Jesus Christ? You believe in salvation by grace, what do you mean by that? You have to define your terms very clearly and get them to agree on what they are presenting. Otherwise, they're just gonna agree with everything you say and say, Ah, oh, see, I don't know what the beef is. Oh, we're Christians like you. Oh, you know, come to our church sometime. You need to show lovingly and clearly where Mormon doctrine contradicts Biblical teaching, and you're going to have to show them in their own writing. Until you can show them you're not going to be fooled, they're going to keep playing this game with you endlessly. So one of the things when you open with them is say, well, we have a very different understanding of God. Mormonism teaches polytheism. There are many gods that men can attain exaltation under godhood, while the Bible teaches that there is only one God. And they may look at you and say, well, where'd you get that from? We, we believe there's only one God. Well, then you quote their own works, the Doctrine and Covenants, 121, according to that which was ordained in the midst of the council of the eternal God of all other gods before this world was. Or chapter four, the book of Abraham, the pearl of great price. And they, the God said, let there be light. And there was light. And they, the God said, uses a plurality of gods over 50 times. Or quote Joseph Smith, God himself was once as we are now and is an exalted man and sits enthroned in yonder heavens. I'm going to tell you how God came to be God. We have imagined and supposed that God was God from all eternity. I will refute that idea and take away the veil so that you may see He was once a man like us. Yea, that God Himself the Father dwelt on an earth the same as Jesus Christ did. them Young, that God the Father was once a man on another planet who passed the ordeal we are now passing through. So you quote them, their own works. And once you show them, hey, You're not fooling me. I know what Mormonism teaches. Here's what your own prophets, presidents, and sacred works state. It is at that time the veil drops. They'll start becoming a little more honest with you and start defending, or hopefully they'll start trying to defend what they believe. And then you show them how that differs from what the Bible teaches. Isaiah 44, 6. This is what the Lord says. Israel's King and Redeemer, the Lord Almighty. I am the first and I am the last. Apart from me... There is no God. Do not tremble. Do not be afraid. Did I not proclaim this and foretell it long ago? You are my witnesses. Is there any God besides me? No, there's no other rock. I know not one. Right? I remember witnessing to several Mormon missionaries. There's about three of them. And I said, Well, one of the things we understand is that we have a very different doctrine of God. Mormonism teaches polytheism, Christianity teaches monotheism. They looked and they said, we're monotheists. We worship God the Father, His Son Jesus Christ, and the Holy Ghost. I don't see a difference. And I said, well, so I walked them through this handy little chart I gave you here, and I quoted to them their works right here. And I said, you believe that God was once a man who through His exemplary life attained exaltation unto Godhood. Here's what your prophets write. Here's from the doctrine and covenants. And when they saw this, then their countenance dropped. And they looked and they said, all right, I'm going to tell you a story, Pat. One day, a young boy went up to his dad and said, Daddy, one day I want to be just like you. And what did the loving father say, Pat? You'll never become like me. Go away. And I said, all right, what are you teaching me through that story? That men can someday become like God the Father? And they looked at me and reluctantly said, yes, exactly. And that's what a loving father would want. So I said, so you do believe in a plurality of gods that many gods exist. And they finally reluctantly admitted, yes, we do. And I said, you know, that clearly contradicts what the Bible teaches here. Isaiah 45, 21, and there is no God apart from me, a righteous God and Savior, there is none but me. Isaiah 43, 10, before me, no God was formed, nor will there be one after me. Clearly contradicts biblical teaching. So you're going to have to sit down Show them from their own prophets and writings what they believe and get them to state their belief. Once they do, then you can present what the Bible says. Otherwise, if you don't get them to that point, they're just going to look at you and say, oh, we never said that. Oh, no, no, we believe in one God. We never said there were many gods. You know, you misunderstood us. They're going to be playing those kind of games with you. You got to clearly get them to define what they mean. Show them that the Mormon Jesus is very different from the Jesus of the Bible. Mormon doctrine teaches Christ, the firstborn, was the mightiest of all the spirit children of the Father. Mormon doctrine teaches Christ was begotten by immortal father in the same way that immortal men are begotten by mortal fathers. James Talmadge in the Articles of Faith, among the spirit children of Elohim, the firstborn was and is Jehovah, or Jesus Christ, to whom all others are juniors. Compare that with what the Bible says, and He'll be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, the Ruler of Eternity, is Jesus Christ. He was always the divine Son of God. There was never a time He did not exist. For God so loved the world, He gave His one and only Son. There's none other like Him. He doesn't have younger brothers or sisters. There's only one divine Son of God when it comes to salvation, show that the salvation message of Mormonism differs from what the Bible teaches. James Talmadge wrote this, a most pernicious doctrine, that of justification by faith alone. Spencer Kimball, former president of the Mormon Church, wrote this, one of the most fallacious doctrines originated by Satan and propounded by man is that man is saved alone by the grace of God. That belief in Jesus Christ alone is all that is needed for salvation. Spencer Kimball called it one of the most fallacious doctrines originated by Satan, faith alone. Compare that with what the Bible teaches. I tell you the truth, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life, will not be condemned. He has crossed over from death to life. Ephesians 2.8, For It is by grace you have been saved through faith, and it is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God not by works, so that no one can boast. Salvation is by grace through faith alone." Now, we've developed this chart here, the Mormon witnessing chart. When you're sharing with your Mormon friends and family members, just walk right through this chart. Just say, here's what Mormonism teaches. Here's what the Bible teaches. Biblical Christianity is very different from Mormonism. And just walk them right through this, all right? And if for some reason you lose your chart, you can go to evidenceandanswers.org, and you can download the chart. It's up there as well. And walk it through with your Mormon friends and family members. Show them the clear difference of how Mormonism contradicts the teachings of the Bible. Well, Mormonism has a different God than the God of the Bible. Mormonism has a different Jesus than the Jesus of the Bible Mormonism has a different gospel than the gospel taught by Christ and the apostles therefore as much as we would like to and as wonderful a people as they are unfortunately we cannot consider Mormonism another Christian church and they are something else and as Paul stated but even if we are an angel from heaven should preach to you a gospel contrary to that which we preach to you, let him be accursed, forever condemned. Why? When it comes to the nature of God, when it comes to truth regarding Jesus Christ, when it comes to the eternal message of salvation in Christ, there can be no compromise. A false God cannot get you eternal life. A false Jesus cannot cannot bring you the hope of eternal life. A false gospel message cannot deliver you from sin and eternal death. There can be no compromise when it comes to the truth here. That's why Jesus and the apostles spoke out so strongly against those who presented a false message of God, Christ, and eternal life. Well, as I close, I want to share with you a story. Many of you have been witnessing to friends and family members in The Mormon church been wondering if they'll ever come to Christ you've been sharing with them for years well remember our job is simply to present to be equipped as Timothy writes to be prepared to share the message of truth from God's word and let the Holy Spirit work upon their hearts and as he does as God works upon their hearts I pray that many of you would see friends and family members come to Christ and thousands of Mormons have They've left, abandoned the false message of Mormonism and come to a true faith in Jesus Christ. I remember several years ago, I was teaching at the Dallas Bible Church and on Mormonism. And when I was through, it was Q&A time and there were two girls sitting right in the middle and one of them raised her hand and she said, my father's a Mormon bishop. And he doesn't believe any of these things. He's ne- in the 20 years i lived at home, I've never heard any of these doctrines. This is a lie concocted by people like you. And I said, well, I said, here's the chart here. Take it home and go through these doctrines with your dad and just ask him, is this what we believe as Mormons? And tell me what he says next week. Well, she never did return, and I didn't see her after that for a while. Well, one day I was at the 24-hour fitness, and there were these exercise bikes, and there was one open. And so I went and sat down, and as I was watching the ESPN, there was a blonde girl right next to me staring at me. And as I was watching ESPN, she just kept staring at me. And it got a little uncomfortable, so I looked over at her and I just kind of waved like that. And she said, you're Pat Zucaran, aren't you? I said, well, well, yes, who wants to know? And she said, my name is Dawn. I don't know if you remember me, but my friend and I sat in your class on the cults four or five years ago there at the Dallas Bible Church. And I looked at her and I said, Didn't you, wasn't your friend... A Mormon? Didn't she have a father who was a Mormon bishop? She said, yes, that's us. I said, whatever happened to your friend? Never heard from you guys again. She said, well, she went home and asked her dad, is this what we believe as Mormons and brought up the things you brought up in class? And the dad looked at her and said, well, yes, that is what we believe as Mormons. And she looked at her dad and said, then why didn't you ever teach me these things? And he said, well, we're waiting till you were ready to be taught these things. And she said, you know, this clearly contradicts what the Bible teaches. And she discussed it with her mom and dad for several weeks and eventually got to the point where her parents kicked her out of the house and they cut off communication with her. And her and Dawn became roommates. And now they live together and she left the Mormon church and accepted the true Jesus Christ of the Bible, committed her life to Christ, And now is serving Christ uh, and is a member of a wonderful Bible teaching church, and her and Don room together now. But that's over a five-year process that took place. You know, your Mormon friends and family members, you know, are not going to come to Christ the first time you share with them. Maybe not even the second, third, fourth, fifth time. It may take years, maybe over a decade, till they come to accept the truth of God's words and the things that you are saying. And so my encouragement to you is don't give up, persevere, keep sharing the truth, keep praying. And I pray that many of you will see your friends and family members come to the saving knowledge of the true Jesus Christ and the true message of the gospel that sets you free. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for your word that it is truth. And I pray for each member here. They would not give up, but they would persevere and continue to present truth to their friends and family members lost in the organization of Mormonism and other organizations that would teach a false and counterfeit gospel. May they continue to persevere, share your truth. May your spirit work upon the hearts of those who have not received the true message of Christ. May each one here have the joy and privilege of seeing their friends and family members and co-workers come out of false teaching and into the light, the truth of your salvation found in the message given by your word through your son, Jesus Christ. And it's in his name we pray.
0: Amen. This concludes Pat's message of Mormonism and Christianity. How wide is the divide? I hope you found the information helpful in equipping you to share with your Mormon friends. To get Pat's chart on Mormonism, log on at evidenceandanswers.org. If you missed any part of this message, log on at evidenceandanswers.org and you can listen to this message and read Pat's articles on Mormonism. Pat's ministry relies on the generous donations from you, our listeners. If you've been blessed by Pat's teaching, please support him in prayer and with a financial gift by logging on at evidenceandanswers.org. Join Pat next week for more teaching as he and his guests defend and confirm the gospel of Jesus Christ. Aloha.